Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 241, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Monday going, your Labor Day, your extended weekend? Uh, how the hell was the rest of your weekend? Uh, hope you're having a good one. I'm just sitting here drinking, um, <clears throat> basically just kind of a knockoff margarita. I used soda instead of sweet and sour. Um, I did the tequila. I did a little triple sec. Um, and that's what I got. So if you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. I was thinking I put something else in here, but I think it's just three ingredient. Um, and it's actually not bad. That triple sec sets it up really nicely. Uh, El Humidor tequila. I didn't say that. And just some lemon lime soda. You get a little bubbly in there too. Um, anyways, Saturday night, my God, um, I have to get into the sports right away. Uh, just what an amazing couple of fights I saw. Uh, UFC. Uh, I guess it's the Contender Series. You know, uh, that shows on ESPN every, I guess, every Saturday. It's going to have to become a ritual to watch that thing because the, the fights I saw were just uh, incredible. Um, just great, great fights, man. Like the, the heart, the dedication... You know, the time they put it, it's just how much time you have to put into a fight. If you're going to take it serious, you know, the film you got to watch, the mornings you got to wake up early to start training, you know, it's like that's so much time and dedication just to, you know, some of the guys, I mean, 50-50 chance to win, right? Someone's going to lose. Um, but just a great amount of fights. I think they do this contender series. Uh, every Saturday, like I said, and I just got to start watching it. I, I'm not going to do the pay-per-view thing. Unfortunately, it's like Diaz versus, I, I don't even know the other guy's name. Um, but it looked like the first time Diaz and, and the, the the guy coming up on Saturday, the pay-per-view, um, it looked like they had a fucking war, dude. Like, Diaz is just busted open, bleeding everywhere. Uh, I just, the little highlights I saw um it's gonna be a great fight but i'm not paying for it you know the espn plus they they do the little contender series just to justify you know when you first sign up for the bundle like get disney and hulu and espn plus i'm like dude that's amazing um hulu for the girl uh disney for the kids espn plus for me you know uh, and then you log on to ESPN Plus, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, the sports they have on there is like, I get to watch the Atlanta Braves play the Mets. Um, not my division. <laughs> or I get to watch some random tennis. Uh, I saw some um, cricket on there the other day. I've just never understood cricket. I've never taken the time to understand cricket. But that's how they justify, you know, uh, being part of the package. You know, just show, they, they're not going to show you pay-per-view. They're just going to show you. Uh, what are you bitching about, Chris? Didn't you say they're amazing fights and you got to see them for free? What's the problem? Um, I could probably stream, if I wanted to, um, I could probably stream the UFC pay-per-view fight for free. Uh, a couple of those back page websites. Um, wait, back page? Isn't back page where you find hookers? I don't know anymore. I don't know anything about it. Let's just get into the fights, okay? The fights that I did see. Uh, first, the first one I saw, Buckley versus... Uh, I'm going to butcher these names, by the way. Imavov. Imavov? Imavov? Uh, 
Um, that was a great fight. Uh, Joaquin Buckley, he did end up losing the fight. Uh, his record, I, I think this is current, 15-5-0 versus Imavov. I'm not even going to attempt his first name. 12-3-0. Uh, and and uh, dude, Buckley, I mean, he kind of took a beating at some points in that fight. And he just kept coming. I was so impressed um, just by how much he, I mean, an ass-whooping you can take. And just keep coming back. And not to say he didn't get any shots in on the uh, the other guy, on Imavov. Um, he definitely got some shots in. He kept trying this lunging thing. He, he, You know, you could see the little holes in his game. You know, not a lot of setup to those punches for, for Buckley. Um, so that one went to a decision and went all three rounds, um, the fifth minute of the third round. Uh, they all decided, uh, Imavov, Imavov, however the fuck you say it, <laughs> uh, won the fight. And so we move on to Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori. Um, now the first round of this fight, I was like, these guys fucking suck. This is so goddamn boring. Uh, Vittori just wasn't, he's just trying to stand up with the guy the whole time with Whitaker the whole time. Um, which didn't, you know, end up working out for him. Whitaker wins that one. Uh, indecision. That's the co-main. That's a middleweight bout, by the way. Uh, Vittori, 18, 6, and 1. Uh, Whitaker, 25, 6, and 0. Uh, and I gotta say, man, the crowd, I think that one was in, uh, Paris. I'm pretty sure I heard multiple times that that, that one was in Paris. Um, people across uh, the pond there, as they say, uh, man, I just love how much you guys get into it. Uh, soccer or football, sorry, excuse me, football. Your football matches, man, you can just hear the crowd singing. I don't know, what are they, drinking songs? <laughs> I don't really know what they are. But the whole crowd seems to know them. And it sounds just fucking beautiful. That's the same thing that happened at the UFC. Um, the crowd's just singing this song in the background, just reacting to everything, just creating this atmosphere. I think every fighter I watched that won, I only saw Imavov, Whitaker, and, and Gane. Um, but every fight I saw, man, the, the I think they all, you know, the, the winners of the fights, they just thank the crowd. That's how important, like, how crucial and, like, how hyped up uh, this event was. It was fucking awesome, dude. I, I was a little taken back sitting there watching, listening to the crowd uh, react that way and just having a great fucking time, man. That's that's sports. Um, that atmosphere, man. That's, that's what we're all going for, I feel like, you know. However many people that stadium fits, uh, singing one song, 20,000 people, you know. What's the AAC here in Dallas? I think it's like 18,000 people. But still, you know, from my experience, 18,000 people screaming fuck yeah after we score an overtime goal. I mean, it's loud. It's awesome. It's overwhelming. It's, you know, it's what we do it for. You know, it's why we're fans. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I, I just wish we could see a little bit more of that in um, um, American sports, you know. You know, just that that crowd interaction like that. Uh, what are we supposed to sing over here, though? <laughs> you are my sunshine. Give it a little twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> How about our ABCs? Just to prove to the rest of the world, we know 
at least our letters. We don't know much more than that, but we at least know the letters in our alphabet. And around the L, M, the N, you know, that part's a little jumbled. We're not sure on that exactly. You can just kind of fake that. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. See? I said the whole thing and I didn't have to say them all. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I want more of that. That's all I'm saying. More of that in American sports. <clears throat> Let's take a drink. My throat's getting dry. Cheers, everybody. It's weird to be drinking this. That's not what I was expecting. I forgot I made myself a little margarita. Um, I was definitely expecting something more creamy and white Russian-y. Um, that's all I've had on the, for the past two months. <clears throat> on this podcast uh i'm a little low on those ingredients so thought i'd switch it up tonight uh oh yeah oh uh aside from the crowd we didn't even finish the fights uh so yeah vittori whitaker fight first round goes by i'm like this fight sucks they're not doing much they're not even trying to go to the ground they're just you know feeling each other out bouncing back and forth um and then the second round uh whitaker starts to pick it up um, and Vittori just pretty much no response. I mean, other than just standing there and, and dodging shots or getting hit with shots, uh, he, he didn't do much. I think he tried to take him down once, maybe twice to no avail. Uh, and, and, and Whitaker starts to tee off on Vittori, uh, third round. Um, Whitaker gets even worse, dude. It's like this, this progression first round feeling each other out. Second round Whitaker you know, heats up a little bit in the third round. I mean, he just went off on him. He just, I mean, with, 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 uh, you know, straight kicks down the middle, which that's my favorite kick, uh, to be honest with you, like, you know, you're facing a, another dude. That's my favorite kick is right down the middle, you know, um, you know, right to the stomach. It's just so quick. It's, you know, and it's a good way to get the opponent off of you. I love the front, you know, kick to the bread basket as conor mcgregor would call it the stomach the gut the old bread basket <laughs> and he can say that too you know that guy's in, in impeccable shape if he saw my gut he'd be like yeah that's a bread basket bro <laughs> into one too many you know muffins um but i was just impressed back to the fight by uh whitaker just how the 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 level of intensity that he brought the third round and the first round uh just weren't weren't the same weren't even close uh the third round he's just i mean it's basically like you know vittori was like a wild animal and and whitaker was the lion tamer you know what i mean like he just kept backing him toward the cage and you know vittori's trying to circle him but he just keeps pushing him back with these kicks and these punches and he's connecting on some of them too just getting worse i mean you can hear the fucking pop on these punches so uh props to whitaker uh when all three rounds went to decision uh they call him the reaper uh and i kind of like that just for his style but is that the way I, i haven't seen much of this guy um obviously the, you know i'm not new to watching ufc but i haven't seen that you know it's like missing wrestling for five or, or six years it's like i don't know any of these people anymore i don't know who's you know who i'm supposed to root for or what <clears throat> but uh yeah whitaker the uh the reaper dude um 
I, I kind of like that strategy. I like the heating up strategy. You know, you don't show all your cards the first round. You start to show a couple more of your cards the second round, and then all the cards are on the table the third round. Uh, and he fucking bashed him, dude. I mean, Vittori just he couldn't do shit. His his timing, his footwork looked all goofy. I mean, Whitaker was doing it to him. You know, by bouncing in and out, controlling distance, he was doing all those things very, very well. Um, I just wonder, though, you know, um, uh, Whitaker, I don't think he has a title shot quite yet. But it makes me think of the mind games, you know. If, if It's just like watching NFL film, you know. They, they have to do that on the fighters, the other fighter, whoever they're going to fight. If they're going to have a good camp, if they're going to have a camp worthwhile, um, they're going to watch film on the other fighter, you know. So now I'm thinking just the mind fuck that is the Reaper, Whitaker. What are you going to be preparing for? Okay, don't worry about too much in the first round. Second round, he's going to start to pick it up. Third round, he's going to try to bash you. You know? Um, and I feel like I just got the impression that, you know, in, in Whitaker's 25 wins, six losses, um, zero draws, I kind of feel like in most of those fights, he did the same thing. I could be wrong. I don't know Whitaker that much, but, you know, it, it just seems like a setup in a way. You know, I, I name myself the Reaper. Um, I take it slow at first. You know, I'm a slow starter a little bit, uh, but I warm up by the third round. Uh, and then I end up taking you out. But, you know, what if he gets that championship fight? They're going to be looking one way and, he, uh, one way and he's going to come from another. I know that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what he's building towards, I, I think. Um, because just to employ that kind of strategy just randomly doesn't make any sense. He just seems like that guy. You know, that's that's his thing. That's how he fights. That's how he's comfortable, you know. Um, or the other thing that could happen, you know, it's a championship fight and the other guy just fucking jumps all over him before he warms up. I don't know. I don't know, but I could see how you could use it to your advantage. It's like that Mike Tyson thing. You know, he won the fight. What did they used to say? He won the fight uh, before it even started because he won the psychological war. He made you think he was goddamn crazy. Uh, well, I mean, he didn't have to make you think he was crazy. He was fucking crazy back then. Um, but you knew that getting into the ring. So you'd go, oh, fuck, this guy's going to murder me. <laughs> On national television on pay-per-view it's gonna be the biggest pay-per-view of all time where you know another boxer murders someone else with gloves on you know boxing gloves it's fucking insane he made you think he was crazy so you already lost the fucking fight before it started and just those kind of mind games um and i'm talking out of you know out of my ass too because i i don't know whitaker that well i don't know what kind of starter he is maybe that was just for that fight you know, maybe he thought uh, Vittori had better striking, so he chilled out a little bit. And then he found out, hey, this guy don't hit so hard. Let's start turning up the heat on him. So, anyways, uh, cheers to uh, Whitaker. Good fight, man. That was fucking incredible. Ah, uh, and the main event, uh, the heavyweight matchup. I say Gane. Is that right? Cyril Gane? I think that's how they were saying it. Versus Tai Tuibasa. Um, sorry, Tuibasa. I, I messed up your name so many times trying to tell my friends about you. Um, 
this was a fucking amazing fight, dude. I love um, Gane's strategy. Uh, what is he, a two a two or three-time Muay Thai champion? You know that guy's tough as fucking nails, bro. Just think about everything you can do to each other in Muay Thai. You can elbow. Um, you can knee. Uh, kick, punch. Uh, grapple a little bit, which, I mean, you're not really going to get hurt from grappling unless the guy's fucking kneeing you in the gut. Um, just watching Gagne, I say Gagne because I'm a, I'm a hockey fan. I'm just going to call him Gagne. I don't know. That's probably wrong. Um, I just saw him warming up before the fight, dude. And I'm just like, this guy's just a fucking straight up striker. And, and, and sure enough, (laughs) I mean, with that kind of record, you know, that, that two-time Muay Thai champion, um, you got to be a good striker, right? That's that's what they do. You're not going to fall to the ground in that sport. Um, so anyway, great fight. Uh, Tuavasa, just an incredible fucking right hand. And he rocks Gagne. Um, almost put him out. He actually, Gagne, after the, the fight... Said I was out for a second. He hits pretty hard, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and dude, just the looks of it, man. Uh, Tuivasa can just throw that right hand, being you know the most fucking dangerous man. Uh, that thing is mean, you know. Um, and it, it, he's a little bit of a one-dimensional fighter. I will say that he throws a couple of kicks here and there, um, but he's just really. It seems like. Uh, trying to land that right hand. And aside from being a tough son of a bitch, you know, it's, it's all about that right hand, it seems like. Um, but Gagne just picked him apart, dude. Round after round. The leg kicks. Oh, dude, it was making me so happy um, to see him do that front front kick, you know, right up the middle, right in the gut. Uh, is that your solar plexus? Is that where you lose all your air? <laughs> Um, and he worked him, dude, all fucking fight, uh, just kicking him to the gut over and over. And it, it really fucking, it hurt him to Avasa. You can see a couple of times he gets kicked in the gut and he just backing up wincing, just like, fuck, uh, just like as the fight goes on, there's just a developing giant bruise on the, you know, this guy's stomach. Which, to take that kind of pain and just keep coming forward, I mean, like I said, Tuavasa is just a tough son of a bitch. Um, what are you supposed to do? So near the end of the fight, uh, this was one of my favorite things I, I, I think I've ever seen. This is what was so fucking incredible. Uh, Gagne catches Tuavasa with like a kick to the head. You know, Tuavasa puts his arm up, but you know, that kick still gets through. And... He kicks him in the head, and Tuavasa is just kind of swaying there. And as soon as Gagne comes near him, he fucking springs into action and throws that big right hand. And almost connects. Uh, Gagne being a little bit faster moved out of the way of it. But it was one of the coolest fucking um, quick, like, on-your-feet thinking moves that I've seen um, in UFC. Uh, I can't even say in a while. Like, that was probably one of the best, like, quick thought. He did this, like, little miniature drunk boxing thing, you know? The strategy for drunk boxing 
obviously, is to just pretend like you're fucking drunk. So the opponent thinks, oh, well, I can just punch him. You know, he's swaying there. Like, he's easy to knock out. That's no problem. But the point is that, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's uh, unorthodox. You don't know what to expect. This guy's leaning this way, you're swinging that way, and then, you know, um, you really have to know, especially if you're drinking and and doing that, the drunk, you know, the actual, actually being drunk and doing drunk boxing, that's got to be a whole nother level of training. How do I get into that training? Which school teaches that? Dude, that's actually a brilliant business idea, <laughs> and you're getting it for free. You know, you got your Muay Thai studios you got your taekwondo studios hell you even have your okinawan karate studios you know your brazilian jiu-jitsu studios no one's ever started a drunken boxing drunken did i say drunken drunken boxing studio dude how fun would that be you go there you drink beer (laughs) you learn how to fight while slightly intoxicated and you get an Uber or a Lyft home. I think I see a business idea here, people. Um, dude, I like that idea. Oh my god, I'm starting that. I gotta start that. Uh, if one of you doesn't take my idea and start it before me. Uh, hey, go ahead, it's free. I'm saying it's free. Right here, right now. It's a free fucking idea. Sometimes you get them free. Let's take another drink. But yeah, um... Gagne just eventually worked him down. That brilliant little, you know, I got kicked in the head and I'm almost out. Move. Oh, man. That was fucking beautiful. And then uh, Gagne catches him in the chin. And he does this, like, fucking hammer fist. Like, you know, it, it, the, uh, two of us is almost out. He's just getting hit with shots. He can't protect himself anymore. It's You can tell it's coming to an end. The crowd is going fucking nuts. The announcers are going nuts. Um, and he does this... Uh, Gagne does this hammer fist to the back of Tuavasa's head right before the ref stops the fight. And I'm like, whoa, you can't fucking do that. There's no way that's legal. So I was like going online and searching and stuff and asking on Twitter... You know, is this legal or, you know, what the fuck? Like, he hammer-fisted him to the back of the head. So I guess the ref standing right there concluded in that little split second that he did it, um, that he hit him behind the ears, which is uh, apparently completely legal uh, with the hammer-fist. But you can't hit, you know, obviously down toward the neck, back of the head, um, you know, the spine shit like that. That's where it starts to get really fucking dangerous. But dude, just in that instant, in that moment, I was like, whoa, he should be disqualified. Like you can't hammer fist to the back of the head. You know, what do they call it in boxing? A rabbit punch. You know, some guy has his head tucked and you hit him in the back of the head. You can't fucking do that. You could cause serious fucking damage. Um, lifelong instant, you know, just in a second. Um, so Gagne knocks him out, uh, fucking epic, the way he just set him up the whole fight with the kicks to the gut, the kicks to the leg, um, that shit sets up punches to the head, because now he's looking at a leg to kick him in the gut, and here comes a fist, um, just a great fight, man, um, overall great fights, the three that I did see, uh, just to go over the rest of the card for you UFC, um, hardcore fans, uh, just so I don't skip anybody, excuse me if I butcher these names, uh, Kapilov versus D. 
Chirico. Um, Kapilov came out on top. Aaron's <clears throat> uh, versus Gomez. Gomez came out on top. That's a decision. Oh, um, let's see. Jordan versus Wood. Wood came out on top. That was a decision. And then there was a canceled women's flyweight uh, matchup that night. But I don't know. Who knows why that didn't didn't work out. Um, so, yeah, overall, just great fucking fights, man. Uh, what, what I saw, anyway. I'll have to tune in sooner so I can see all the fights this time, uh, this coming Saturday, before they cut me off <clears throat> to do the pay-per-view. Um, so, with that, with all that UFC talk, we're going to do... Damn, dude. That took me most of the episode right there, just to talk about that. Um, we're going to do some drink recommendations real quick. Uh, this is from the Grey Goose website. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I've discovered um, just these big liquor companies. Um, I've just been looking on their websites and getting these drink recommendations. They're a little bit different from, um, you know, just the regular... I, I was just tr- trying to break out of the old, boring fucking drink recipes I've been giving every week, you know, for years. Uh, So here's my way to do it. This is from the Grey Goose website, greygoose.com. The first drink recommendation I have for you is the Honey Deuce, uh, level easy. Uh, Ice is going to be cubed in a highball glass. Honeydew melon balls. I don't know what that means. Um. (laughs) All right. Oh, okay. Here you go. Here's what you're going to need for it. Uh, One and a quarter ounce Grey Goose vodka. Three ounces fresh lemonade. Uh, half. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so immature. Half ounce of the Chambord, three uh, honeydew melon balls. Okay, you just scoop them out with the scooper. Here's how the hell you make it: uh, fill a chilled highball glass with cubed ice and Grey Goose vodka. Top with fresh lemonade and raspberry liqueur. I didn't see you said. Oh, Chambord. Okay, that's the Chambord. Um, garnish with a skewer of one or multiple frozen honeydew melon balls. I guess you have to cut a, a honeydew in half and scoop out some balls um to do this drink that's the honey deuce why is this up twice i thought i just picked it once the next one i have is a uh, knockoff maybe not a knockoff a um, reimagination of the moscow mule this is called the french mule uh, level easy, glass rocks, garnish with the lime wedge and slice of ginger, occasion entertaining, warm weather. Um, <clears throat> here's what the hell you're going to need. One and a half ounce Grey Goose vodka, three ounces ginger beer, half ounce juice of half a lime, uh, one lime wedge, one slice ginger. I'm not saying what makes this so different from a Moscow mule. Ginger beer and vodka, lime ginger yeah it's all there um here's how the hell you make it fill the mug with ice and chill it before mixing add the juice from half a lime freshly squeezed add the gray goose vodka then mix in ginger beer add a lime wedge and ginger slice as garnish uh that is the french mule which isn't much different from the moscow mule so i'm not really sure why they named it something different there um, here's the last one I have for you from the Grey Goose website, greygoose.com. Uh, this is called the Strawberry Lemongrass and Soda. Uh, difficulty easy. Ice should be cubed in a wine glass. Uh, garnished with lemongrass and lemon twist. The occasion... I can't even say this word. 
aperitif, brunch, aperitif, brunch, A-P-E, is that an R? My eyes are so horrible. R-I-T-I-F, aperitif, brunch, or warm weather. That's what it recommends. I got to look up that word now. After the podcast, Chris, focus. All right, uh, here's what the hell you're going to need. Gray Goose, uh, one and a half ounce Grey Goose, Essence, Strawberry, and Lemongrass. Okay, so there's everything you need all in one bottle. Uh, four and one half ounce soda water. Uh, fresh strawberries, lemongrass, lemon twist. Here's how the hell you make it. Fill a chilled glass with cubed ice and add Grey Goose, Essence, Strawberry, and Lemongrass. Top with soda water. Then simply garnish with lemongrass, fresh strawberry, and lemon twist. Uh, 73 calories per serving. There you go. Vodka's the way to go, right? Uh, so as always, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a Lyft. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. All right, so we're going to do a little around the MLB to close out the show. Because uh, as you know, uh, old Chris has been busy as a bee uh, the past couple of weeks. Really the past couple of months. Uh, just a lot of shit going on. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to sit down. Um, so we need to see, I need to see, I look forward to this every week, by the way. Uh, I need to see who's wearing the standings. I need to see how my Rangers are doing. I, I, I just want to see how it's shaping up for the end of the season since I can't, you know, catch every fucking game like I'd love to. All right. AL East, you got the Yankees, the Rays, the Blue Jays. Okay. Blue Jays have dropped down <clears throat> a spot, I believe since last week. I thought they were in second place last week. Uh, AL Central, you got the Guardians, the Twins, the White Sox. White Sox still hanging in there with the closest uh, winning percentage next to them being the Royals at .404. White Sox are at .504. I love that for them. Um, uh Uh-oh. Here's the AL West. My Rangers have dropped down to fourth place. Um, You know, a lot of changes, too. I think Woodard is gone, or Woodward, whatever the fuck his name was, Chris Woodard. Uh, he's no longer there. Uh, John Daniels. I haven't even brought this up. John Daniels isn't there anymore. Um, long time GM for the Texas Rangers. Um, just not, you know, got fired. After all those years of service, all those close, oh my God, 2011. I don't think you couldn't get any closer than that without actually fucking winning the thing, accidentally winning the thing. <laughs> Uh, all those great years, um, I'm going to take a drink to him, you know, say whatever you want about the man, but I don't think he was trying to lose (laughs) all those years. I don't think he was trying to lose. Um, obviously putting his best foot forward, trying to get us, you know, whatever you can always disagree with trades and your signings and all this shit as a fan, but I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't do the business side. So let's uh, cheers, John Daniels. Thank you for your years of service and thank you for you know helping the team get as far as they did in 2011 we had a fucking incredible team beltre hamilton uh andrews uh kinsler all those fucking guys man uh did we have cliff lee that year was that the cliff lee year oh man i'll never forget when he got that fucking you know yeah when you play national league rules you gotta the the pitchers have to bat and i'll never forget he got that fucking base hit, and he's like raising his arms like, what the fuck? Let's go. What the fuck? You know, like if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> that was fucking one of the most amazing 
uh, sports moment, in my opinion, in Texas Rangers history. Just the, the way he raised his arms. All right, moving on. NL East. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, you got the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies. I don't think much has changed there. The Nationals just eating shit at .356. It must be a team tank year for them. NL Central, you got the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Cubs. Okay. All right, I thought the Cubs were dead in the water. I'm pretty sure they were, uh, you know... No, they weren't last place. The Pirates have been last place. But they were next to it, rising up a little bit. Uh, The NL West, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants. Um, The two most disappointing teams... I mean, it's a tough division, but the two most disappointing teams, Diamondbacks and Rockies, especially the Rockies, man, after the couple of years they've had. Uh, Colorado, what are you doing? You're smoking a little too much weed up there, guy. Um, so that's around the MLB. Yeah, Rangers not doing so fucking good now. Uh, and that sucks. Um, but that's going to do it for me. Thank you guys for listening. Episode number 241, Drink Until You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a Lyft. I will talk to you soon. Love you all. Bye.